Good morning on this Wednesday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Thank you for joining us, uh, joining with us today. Uh, if you were with us yesterday, we talked about how the Lord had mentioned that uh, Amalek, uh, he would have war with Amalek from generation to generation. And uh, that led us to the book of 1 Samuel, beginning in chapter 15, verse, thir- verse 3, where God tells... Saul, King Saul of Israel, through the prophet Samuel, as to what to do. He says, now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camels an ass. In other words, nothing was to remain alive, and as far as whatever they had was to be destroyed. The prophet gave very clear, concise directions as to what to do. And we've learned that partial obedience is disobedience. Even though we may accomplish something, but partial obedience ultimately is disobedience. And the consequences of it can vary depending on what one accomplishes or does not accomplish. The scripture says in verse 4, And Saul gathered the people together and numbered them in Teliaim, 200,000 footmen and 10,000 men of Judah. Now remember, at one point they had no weapons because the Philistines had prevented them from having swords and from having spears. And we had learned the importance of, in the body of Christ, having people that know how to use the sword, the word of God, and the spears, intercession, supplication, prayer, petition, all forms of prayer. These things combined become very effective with the power of the Holy Spirit upon an individual's life. Well, whatever weapons these men have, it's a total of 200,000 footmen. 10,000 of those men or and 10,000 men from Judah. So you have the 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 of the tribe of Judah and of course the other tribes all combined. So you have Uh, 210,000 men that are going to go against Amalek. And it says in verse 5, And Saul came to a city of Amalek and laid in wait in the valley. And Saul said unto the Canaanites, Canaanites, Go depart, get you down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For for you showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. Now this is interesting, and we have to consider this, that uh, the scripture talks about they showed kindness. In other words, they they cared. They didn't provoke them. They didn't uh, do war against them. Uh, It's very probable that they helped them with 
uh, maybe even supplies or things along the way. But the scripture is very clear that they were warned, uh, leave. Now, in the same manner, when Lot <clears throat> was in Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, basically he was told to get out. And the angels told him, get your family out uh, before this destruction takes place. And once again, it's uh, a total anni an annihilation. Uh, these, these words and, and terms are very harsh and hard for a Western uh, mindset to try to understand or, 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 or grasp. We would use the word genocide today. No different than what uh, Hitler tried to do to the Israel or the Jews during that time uh, and or the Christians that were living uh, at that time in that area or what has happened in so many other nations across the world. But what makes it different here that this was a command from God. Now, someone may say, well, God commands, you know, other. But the, the difference is, the difference is that there is only one Lord, one God, Jehovah God, and any other gods that may give direct or indirect orders uh, does not necessarily mean it is the one and only true God. Well, having said that, <clears throat> God is a very jealous God concerning his people. They are the apple of his eye. And he has a plan and has had a plan for them since he called out Abraham. And eventually that plan that God had, including bringing the Gentiles in and out of the Jews and out of the Gentiles, making one man, one man, one individual. The Gentiles were not part of God's plan with Israel as far as uh, the law and the tabernacle. But it was his plan as far as the Messiah coming and provided salvation for them and for us. I say yes because we are Gentiles. So it says in the following verse, in verse number 7, So Saul smote the Amalekites from Havilah until cometh to Shur, that is over against Egypt. So it's a, a good vast area. And he took Aag, the king of Amalek, alive. And utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. Notice what he did. He kept the king alive. And the people destroyed everyone else with the edge of the sword. But here's the pivoting point. It says, But Saul and the people spared Aog and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatlings and of the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly, notice, would not, that's an act of your will, would not utterly destroy them but everything that was vile and refused, that they destroyed utterly. So all of a sudden, the people decided what was good, what was right, what was wrong, 
What was vile? That's no different than Adam and Eve in the garden when they were told, do not eat of this tree. And the scripture says that Eve wanted to know what it was all about. And of course, the serpent did deceive her. Adam was not deceived. His eyes were fully open as to what he was doing. But she actually believed that she could be wise like God. She actually believed that she could know things, the difference between good and evil. Apart from God himself, we cannot know the difference. We cannot distinguish the difference. He alone is the only one that is good and is the only one that can set the official standard. Well, here the people decided to set up their own standard. They decided what was good. That is no different than in society today, people decide what is good and what is evil. And many times what is evil they call good and what is good they call evil. They change it around because man cannot distinguish. How can a fallen nature that has already as its parent, the devil and his nature, distinguish of what is good and what is not. When that rich young ruler came to Jesus, he said, there is none good but one, and that is God. So he recognized something. But here, both King Saul and the people spared Aag. It doesn't say anything about Jonathan, what he was doing. But it says King Saul and the people spared Aag. They spared the king of the Amalekites and the best of the sheep, the best of the oxen. They decided what was good. And remember, in the sight of God, what we decide is good does not necessarily mean it's good. Even Saul's actions are going to be defined by God as direct disobedience and, in fact, total rebellion by the king. It says in verse number 9, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in verse number 10, Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me, and has not performed my commandments. It grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. So Samuel is praying all night long unto the Lord concerning this situation. Remember, it was Samuel also that anointed Saul to be king. But God explicitly says that King Saul has turned back from following me. Even though he only spared some of the animals and the king. But yet that was total disobedience in the eyes of God. And he and the people actually thought that they were doing good. That they had actually obeyed the Lord and followed his instructions. It says in verse 12, And when Samuel rose up to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up a place and is gone about and passed on and is gone down to Gilgal. 
Verse 13, And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Notice, Saul says, I have performed the commandment. God says, He has not obeyed me. He has not performed my commandments. Plural. He said, the Lord, that he has not performed my commandment in verse 11. But Saul says unto Samuel in verse 13, Blessed be the Lord, I have performed the commandment, not commandments, of the Lord. And Samuel said, What meaneth this then, the bleeding of the sheep in mine ears, and the lowing of the oxen, which I hear? In other words, Samuel now wants an answer. If you did the commandment of the Lord, if you obeyed him fully as he had instructed you, how come I hear sheep? And how come I hear oxen? Weren't they supposed to have been slain and killed? Why do I hear the sound of these? Now, once again, man in his nature assumes that they have an excuse of doing a righteous so-called act of their own nature and of their own will, believing that God will accept this. And Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord. Why would God want to sacrifice of something he had ordered, destroy. Unto the Lord thy God, the rest we have utterly destroyed. See, so there is a discrepancy here that God said, do it fully. Samuel told him, do it fully. Utterly destroy everything. But yet, here we have from the own mouth of Saul that the people have spared the best to sacrifice unto the Lord, and yet the rest we did destroy. Then verse 16, Then Samuel said unto Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord has said to me this night. And he said unto him, Say on. Verse 17, And Samuel said, When thou was little in thine own sight, Thou was not made the head of the tribes of Israel. The Lord anointed thee king over Israel. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore, verse 19, did you not obey the voice of the Lord but did fly upon the spoils and did did evil in the sight of the Lord. And of course, Joshua had this problem also when they were told to utterly destroy and not to take anything, not to touch anything. And there was a man by the name of Achan. He decided that he was going to take some of the spoils. And of course, it brought problems to the nation of Israel. Well, join us tomorrow as we continue. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Keep looking up. Our Lord Jesus Christ is coming soon. Amen.